3: Tuesday, December 22nd edition of the World Aware NFL podcast. Week 15 is in the books. I'm Joe Bartle. Joining alongside me, as always, is Jake Latarsky. Uh, we are now through to likely. The championship round for many Mm -hmm. people in fantasy
2: football. 95% of leagues, you better be playing your championship this week because by the time next week rolls around, everyone's going to be clinching and it's just going to be very weird. You know, we'll have our stake league points to worry about. But overall, uh, you know, if you're playing your championship week, week 17, it's probably time to rethink those rules a little bit. Yeah, I mean, Is
3: there really any teams we have to worry about benching their star players right now? I mean, the Chiefs still haven't quite clinched the number one seed yet. That Mm -hmm. would be the most uh, treacherous one, and certainly in the Week 17
2: you could see It's going to depend on 16, like if the Packers win in Week 16 you know, after the Saints lost, then that's possible, and there are a couple other teams in that boat. So we'll wait and see. Maybe we'll keep you apprised on that next week.
3: Yeah, we're hopefully dodging that bullet. Uh, this go-around, there's a few injuries to monitor, but honestly, if you've made it to the fantasy championships, you probably have most of your roster set. So we'll highlight some of the key pieces. Quarterback in particular seems to jump out. Maybe mm-hmm. a few running backs as well. Uh, before we do that, let's just kind of break down what was a shocking upset if it wasn't for the Jets winning their first game of the season against <laughs> the Rams earlier on Sunday. The Bengals came to play. Have you seen...
2: Any of the Juju Smith-Schuster memes that have occurred uh, since this loss? You know, I haven't been too big on the memes, but I did love how the telecast they went straight out. into him. Like, here are his TikToks from earlier in the show. Now here's – that would have been the perfect candidate for jacked up had that segment still been around. Yes. But, uh, no, I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't have any stake of Smith-Schuster anywhere. Or, you know, uh, I, I'm sure he's a fine dude, whatever, but uh, – I, that kind of made me chuckle, made me smile a little bit. I know if I were a Bengals player, anyone on that team, I would I would definitely enjoy lighting somebody like that up. So yeah,
3: I, well, I like the one where it's uh, the. Come on, do something, meme guy, with the poking with a stick, <laughs> p- poking Juju Smith-Schuster, but saying, "Come on, dance," as you're, while he's looking in the crowd. Have we
2: descended to verbally describing memes on this show?
3: <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> the, the over/under on that was like week three, so I'm surprised. Me, it's a week 16. Not
2: right. Fair enough, but no. I mean, this was this was an upset. I mean, the Bengals came and they really tossed them around early in the game. I mean, smiling Ryan Finley, he uh, he had an excellent game. I mean, he even had that uh, rushing touchdown and and he threw for one. Joe Bernard had a fantastic game. I mean. Sometimes these division rivalries—if you underestimate someone, you know—stuff like this can happen.
3: That's your third straight loss now for the Steelers. I was facing Roethlisberger and Deontay Johnson in a semifinal championship. I had to get. Or I was was ahead by 50, so I'm happy that that ended up working out because Roethlisberger had a horrible game. Mm -hmm. But I was also facing Harry in one of our leagues, too. Harry's our resident tech guy and and does a lot of football stuff. He's just super smart. Unfortunately, he had Deontay Johnson, and that was the only guy that really benefited Mm -hmm. from the Steelers trailing for most of the game.
2: Yeah, Deontay Johnson's draft position next year is going to be very, very interesting Mm -hmm. because when he is out there and when he is healthy, yeah, he's had his fair share of drops, you know, what have you, but he is a target machine. Once again, 13 targets, only caught eight of them, Maybe not the most efficient, but if you're out there getting ten, fifteen targets a game, which has basically been the case when he's healthy, even when Juju Smith-Schuster is around, even with the emergence of uh, Clay- Chase Claypool, th- there's there's huge fantasy value there. And I mean, for someone who was like a seventh, eighth round pick maybe this year, he was definitely a different maker. Oh, in he, some leagues. he had
3: risen to like the fifth or 6th, because there was some like pre-draft mm-hmm. helium that was centered
2: on Deontay Johnson yeah. on the route running. I mean, maybe was... we just did our Vegas league early, but I got him super late oh, in that, well, then, then, and that's... that was the only one where, you know, he, cause he wasn't someone I was targeting, you know, as someone who it's like, well, James Washington got targets. You don't mm-hmm. ever know who's actually going to emerge there. And all of a sudden he fell to the point where I was like, okay, I guess I'll take him at this point. Cause he's not an every week starter and man, he's, he certainly paid off in that format. And yeah, he's going to be a, an interesting one. Now. We'll see, you know what the quarterback position looks like for the Steelers next year. And, uh, uh, and of course, that'll have a lot to do with it. But man, Deontay Johnson—that type of volume for PPR leagues is going to be—it's going to be something big.
3: A couple injuries from that contest to mention: Eric Ebron left it pretty early, although the reports afterwards indicate he didn't suffer anything serious, structurally or organ damage, which is. Good. I didn't know that was on the table, so it's a little bit jarring. Mm-hmm. That that, that was one to... where he
2: kind of got hit from both sides, yes. right? Yeah. Just a real yeah. ugly-looking crunch, almost like the like the Packers did to Stafford last week.
3: Yeah, yeah. it was like that. So it's like, oh, okay, well, I'm glad that that hasn't happened. But because any structural or organ damage was even on the table, you have to wonder if Vance McDonald ends up being a factor uh in mm-hmm. Week 16. Now, the tight end position has been a more of bad luck and, and bad efforts uh, we mentioned Logan Thomas a couple weeks ago. He has been almost like number four, or number five overall mm-hmm. in full point PPR league. Logan Thomas point.
2: has saved a lot of teams. He really has, yes. And you know, I, I'm glad to be hoarding tight ends in stake league and, and keeping Logan Thomas on my bench while Travis Kelsey balls out and robbing the rest of the, of the league of uh, of, a, of a proper tight end here. The other injury that is worthwhile, I guess, is Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd, yes. I, I was joking around because like he never had weeks where he won you the week, but he was pretty consistently getting you ten, twelve fantasy points. You know, he's been a solid fantasy piece. That is, up until Finley became a quarterback. And while Finley had a good game, he didn't get to do so with Boyd because he left the game early with a concussion. We'll see what happens with the short week with Boyd. He might be someone you'll need to replace in your lineups this week if you know you carried him this far. Again, not a weak winner, but you know those 10 points a week from your wide receiver three is pretty valuable.
3: Yeah, he was one of those players that we had discussed that maybe you dropped just because what are the, what's the possibility you're really playing uh, Tyler Boyd during that stretch? They played the Cowboys. He had five catches for 43 yards last week uh did very little again before the injury, Actually, nothing before the injury but mm-hmm. does have the texans up this upcoming week so if you think finley might be fine enough to keep it competitive and boy does come back from concussion i can i could talk myself into it it's just no more than a wide receiver three or flex mm-hmm. in a full point for, uh, yeah
2: otherwise t higgins i mean Finley only threw 13 passes, and Higgins got six of those targets. Again, three for 31, nothing to write home about exactly. But you can see from this that Higgins seems to be the favorite target of Finley.
3: The other thing I wanted to mention was James Conner did not play in this Monday night loss to the Bengals. It sounds like he could be eligible to play Week 16, and the Steelers need him, given how bad they have played the last three weeks. But Mm -hmm. Benny Snell was actually pretty effective. I thought he was... I thought he was the best player for the Steelers uh, on either side of the ball last night. Maybe TJ Watt, too. Mm-hmm. But the way he was running the ball, he got a few catches as well. It, he just looks strong. We haven't seen that from the Steelers' running game whatsoever this entire season. So I almost mm-hmm. wonder if, given the performance we saw from Snell, they just keep Connor out another week, given they're likely making the playoffs, and see what they have with Snell huh. getting some more reps.
2: Yeah, I hadn't really considered that because, you know, in my mi- even after watching this game, in my mind, I think, man, Benny Snell's just not very good. He's had some very, very bad games. Games this year, and this was the Bengals who are you know right around there. I don't know if they're still bottom five, but they were bottom five at one points in terms in terms of fantasy points allowed to opposing running backs. It was a really glorious matchup for whoever was going to start for Pittsburgh. If there was a time for Benny mm-hmm. Snell to have a good game, it was this past week, and I'm not necessarily sure I'm rushing to pick up Snell. Um, you know, maybe if if you're playing someone that made it this far with Connor and you want to block him from the backup just in case and they, for whatever reason, didn't pick up snow. There are weird scenarios, but I'm not aggressively targeting a guy like that.
3: Okay. All right, that's fair enough. Like we said earlier at the top of the broadcast, there's not a lot of free agents to talk about. Uh, you are entering your fantasy championships in almost every league. So for the most part, you have your lineup set. However, I think Jalen Hurts, who had yet another great game against the Cardinals this past week, might be a top four or five starter at the quarterback position
2: this week, and he's available in
3: 61% of Yahoo leagues.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's a guy that you absolutely have to go out and get. We had kind of joked last week a little bit that like he'll be pretty good, he'll run around, he'll make some magic happen. That he absolutely did, and at the same time, while saying, well, also the Arizona defense is maybe something to target there, and they definitely got to him a few times. That's been an issue, but Hurts was insanely productive and uh, somebody that absolutely needs to be rostered here. Now, the question with any of these quarterbacks, though, is— you know, who exactly is going to go ahead and uh, Be benched, are you going right. to bench for right. Hertz? You know, I have someone who gets, you know, 40 fantasy points in a standard format or, uh, you know, I, I would say probably 37 to 42 depending on, you know, the nuances of your quarterback scoring. That's something that you have to think about throwing out there. So I'm just looking down the list. I mean, Russell Wilson faces the toughest defense Um, in terms of uh, fantasy points allowed to opposing quarterbacks in the Rams. Uh, Phil Rivers, you probably weren't starting the Steelers. Josh Allen has the Patriots, but you can't bench Josh Allen. I mean, Ryan Tannehill against the Packers. You're playing
3: Tannehill, too. Got to
2: play Tannehill. I mean, Lamar Jackson against the Giants, got to play him. Um,
3: What about Kyler Murray, though, against the Niners? That's the one I was kind of thinking. Now, Kyler Murray also went insane against the Eagles. We know the Eagles' defense is really bad, but those divisional matchups between the NFC West foes, I I kind of like Jalen Hurts more than Kyler Murray, and I know it's crazy to say. I bet you both get twenty five points, but if the difference is who gets you thirty five, I think Jalen Hurts against the Cowboys is a better shot.
2: Yeah, I I still go Murray in that situation, and you know, not not crazy confident about it, but Murray, you've seen it do it all season. Hurts you've seen do it for a game and a half mm-hmm. and again there's just you know the films out there on Murray that it's 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 getting to be out there on Hurts now a little bit so um and then again that offensive line is brutal eventually you know maybe he takes a hit or something like that I don't know but uh I, I would put you know, our quarterback rankings haven't came out yet, but I would say almost definitely Hurts cracks the top 12 and then is going to make things very, very difficult. I in bet she's like eight or nine. This week. I yeah. think
3: that's, where, that's probably where I'd have him, too. So, mm-hmm. again, if you're in your fantasy championships, there's only two quarterbacks that really matter. What are the odds that you are really needing one? I'm not sure. I think Hurts is the best option. However, there is Baker Mayfield against mm-hmm. the Jets. Now, I'll say I picked up Jared Goff three weeks ago with the idea, I'm going to play <laughs> Jared Goff against the Jets this week. It's yep. going to be great. It's going to work out just fine. That did not happen. I lost that matchup. (laughs) I'm not worried about Baker Mayfield having the same struggles as the Rams offense, Mm -hmm. but there is a little bit more show that's happening from New York recently.
2: Yeah, yeah, we'll absolutely have to see. I mean, I did the same dang thing. I thought, okay, finally, I get to bench Matt Ryan for somebody with a good yeah, match this went week. Off, yeah, yeah, and then Ryan goes off. You know, I just can't get that situation right all year long. Uh, but no, May- Mayfield. If you do have to stream someone for whatever reason, if you've been, you know, across the boards with quarterbacks in a couple leagues that I have, haven't been able to quite find one that sticks. Mayfield probably checks in as the top streaming option. Um, maybe more for two quarterback leagues. But do you have any interest in Marcus Mariota? I mean, he gets the Dolphins. I think, I, dolphins. Do. I, think I, I do in two QB
3: leagues. Now, he looked really fantastic against the Chargers, and and I was telling my friends while we were watching that game, whatever notion you had of Marcus Mariota as a pro, you, you should not change your opinion based off of this game. The Chargers' mm-hmm. defense is not good. I don't think they're very disciplined. Uh, they've fallen off towards the end of the year, especially with Derwin James gone and then Casey Hayward's taking a step back. But Mariota ran wild, and there was a lot of good yardage mm-hmm. in the same way that we're talking about Jalen Hurts that Mariota had. Mm-hmm. There's less... Throws that I thought were automatic. There was that beautiful touchdown pass to Darren Waller on Thursday. That was one of his first ones when he came. Exactly. I was like, oh, okay, Mariota's back. And then you two should have been interceptions later on in the game. It's like, oh yeah, that's why he is that's, yeah, a that's backup Mariota.
2: too. Yeah, I mean, thirty fantasy points or almost thirty fantasy points depending on your scores. Nothing to balk at for sure. Uh, of course, a lot of that come from came from nine carries for eighty eight yards, and you do get a little bit of that uh, mid game when you switch to a running quarterback from Derek mm-hmm. Carr. You know, defense didn't. You know, they didn't face a scout team that did anything like that all week long. So, um, you know, you get a little bit of element of surprise there, whereas Miami might get to prepare more, and they're also the eleventh, giving up the 11th fewest points to opposing fantasy quarterbacks. So, really, it's only a two-quarterback league thing for me, you know, unless you're sitting around thinking, oh, maybe Trubisky, maybe Gardner Minshew. You know, if you're in in that level, then maybe you can toss Mariota into the mix, but really he's more of a a two-quarterback person for me.
3: I would agree with that, and I think Gardner Minshew, who you just mentioned, probably falls in that category as well. However, Jacksonville plays... Chicago, and mm-hmm. I mean, the Bears still have play as, playoff aspirations,
2: yep. however small they might be. Yeah, that's a very, very tough uh, tough one. I'd almost take yeah. the other side, and yep, you, get, you get Mitch Trubisky, Trubisky again. against the Jaguars. I mean, the Jaguars are giving up the second. They're in standard formats 26.6 fantasy points a game allowed to opposing quarterbacks. Yeah. So, um, you know, you don't get many more juicy, juicier matchups unless you're the Falcons and Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> and he, and he get you get to ride him to a title this week. He's been you know such a solid option here.
3: Well, it's funny you mentioned the Chiefs. I think one of the top pickups overall actually is going to be at the running back position. Uh, Clyde Edwards
2: Hilaire seems like he's not going to be playing this week, right? I mean, that seems mm-hmm. to be the indication that we got Monday. Yeah, it was multiple injuries for Edwards Hilaire, and this team is playoffs bound. They obviously think very highly of the rookie. Um, you know, it's an ankle, high ankle sprained, and a strained hip. I would bet we don't see him till the divisional round of the playoffs. I think
3: that's fair. With And you're assuming that they get the bye week.
2: Right? Assuming that they yeah. get the bye week, yes. I,
3: I think I think that's fair as well. So if that's the case, then Le'Veon Bell enters as the top uh, running back for a Chiefs offense. And you mentioned they play the Falcons. I don't know what the score is going to be at halftime, but I have to imagine it's the Chiefs up and probably in a point to be able to run away with it in the second half. Mm-hmm. There you have the pylon carries with Le'Veon Bell. Again, if you are if you believe that Edwards-Hilaire is going to be back for the playoffs— you can probably workhorse Le'Veon Bell a little bit, save your Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey's, Mahomes, everything else, and just give 15 to 20 carries, which we haven't seen from the Chiefs' offense much, to a running back. So if Bell is available in your league, and I know and Yahoo is at 55, 54% rostered, I think he's worth a pickup and could be a running back two type of deal or even a flex mm-hmm. if he's available.
2: Yeah, absolutely. The only thing is is 54% rostered. When I looked last night, I just looked again now. He's at 56% rostered. So, of course, waivers in a go. lot of leagues are going to clear uh, you know, tonight and on Wednesday night. And uh, he'll be tough to get, but he should be absolutely the first name you search for there. Yeah, he's not the Le'Veon Bell he was you know, three, four, five years ago. But he's still he's still got it. He's still capable of scoring. He plays on one of the best offenses that will constantly have one of the highest implied totals of every single week. Um, that That is your guy. The volume and the skill both add up enough for me.
3: Uh, Tony Pollard was a huge letdown for me. I talked about on the podcast yesterday with Liss and also on XM, too. Wait a minute, I a made huge it letdown for me? Yes, because I didn't start him. Oh, okay, yeah! Fair he enough. let me down because I didn't start him. That was <laughs> I was like, "Wait a that, minute!" It wasn't Explain that he did well. That. No, that. he you let me take a down. Step back here. It, yeah, it was. I, I had I had already decided I was not going to play Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, so when Elliott was ruled out, kind of unexpectedly on Sunday, mm-hmm. I was like, "Well, I'm not playing Elliott. I'm not going to play the backup either." Because I had Pollard just about everywhere. Well, of course he goes off and gets thirty plus points. This is a spot again. Like the Cowboys really aren't competing. I mean, like mm-hmm. I don't I don't even know if they have their playoff hopes completely ruled out, but they're very marginal. Yeah. So, I saw
2: I saw a stat, I think it's dependent on your scoring system, but Tony Pollard in week 15 had more fantasy points than Ezekiel Elliotts last like 31 games. <laughs> Something absolutely <laughs> oh, crazy. Okay, I mean so to to point that, I mean do do
3: you do you wonder if the Cowboys just say, "Nah, Zeke it's fine. We're paying a ton of money." Come back next year after being completely healthy. We'll see what we have Tony Pollard. Honestly, you could probably make some draft capital moves with Tony Pollard if he ends up having a good two or three weeks. It's entirely mm-hmm. possible you could end up moving him. So I think picking up Pollard makes sense. But if he were to be the starter, do you feel comfortable actually playing him in the same way that you feel comfortable with Le'Veon Bell?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, uh, and and Pollard, you still somehow have a more likely chance to get. He's forty six percent rostered, so a little bit more availability there than someone like Bell. Um, we have been pretty much pumping this guy up all season. There's a reason he always was at the top of our backup list. You know, mm-hmm. the, the the Dallas offensive line isn't quite what it was, but uh, Pollard is still has the ability to be successful. I would argue he's a better pass catcher than Ezekiel Elliott. He's sometimes better in the open mo- field, maybe a little bit less powerful. I'll give him that, but. But, uh, but no, Pollard is an absolute quality player, and he abs- he definitely uh, rivals um, you know uh, Bell in terms of the pickup this week. And I think you could even make a case that Pollard would be the top pickup this week if he's out there. I get scared zero from Rico Doughty, <laughs> Um is the other guy, and really the only threat to Pollard is Zeke possibly coming back. Yep. Um, that's the only reason I'll rank Bell ahead of Pollard. Um, because I guess it we could still see some Zeke, Zeke snaps. plays than ever. Yeah,
3: started. And you're right. I mean, the Cowboys just do dumb things. So I could very well see them playing Ezekiel Elliott when he shouldn't be out there, especially mm-hmm. given how well Pollard played. I, the matchup certainly works. So if Pollard is the starter, I agree with you. I'm picking him up, I'm playing him. Um, I think Le'Veon Bell is still the first name that I'm looking up, though, out of that. And and to rank Hurts, Bell, and Pollard, it probably depends on your need at quarterback, right? Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. I, want, I just wanted to make sure we are f- uh, following along with that There's a second tier of running backs But I still think some value Cam Akers, we already know, thank you Sean McVay I guess, uh, will not play week 16 So we have Daryl Henderson Or Malcolm Brown now back in the center stage For the Rams running back It's going to be a pivotal divisional Matchup for them uh, They were embarrassed this past week against the Jets They play the Seahawks this week Do you like Henderson or Brown Or is it kind of one of those It's going to be muddled to the point where we won't know who to play
2: yeah, that's the thing. They're going to definitely take away from each other. I like Henderson better, you know, between the 20s and Brown better inside the 20s. And that seems to have been the, have been the narrative this year before Cam Akers suddenly emerged as, yeah. as their go to guy. Um, you know, PPR, Henderson gets a little bit of a lift there for sure. I think he gets more of the pass catches that are coming out of the backfield. Um, and then I, I just. I don't know, it's a little bit of a tough match actually they're right in the middle here uh, Seahawks 18th in terms of fantasy points allowed to opposing running backs there so there's nothing crazy about the matchup you're really, you're, you're taking half of a good backfield here, so what's that worth? 8-9 fantasy points yeah. maybe? Maybe one of them scores and that tips the scales a little bit so I'd be hard pressed to sit one of your starting backs that got you to the title game for either Henderson or Brown, but if you need one of these backs, if, I mean chances are you're not here if you had Zeke, but you know if you need one of these guys, if maybe Let's say, for example, yeah, Wayne Gallman Gallman would be an example. example, Yeah, that's exactly about the same kind of thing. Because even Gallman, when they were behind, was get losing to Alfred Morris, which is you know mysterious. Or maybe, uh, maybe you're a Mike Davis owner, and Christian McCaffrey comes back, and then you suddenly have to think you question that Davis play quite a bit. That's when you maybe go to a guy like Daryl Henderson. I'll, I'll give. Henderson's floor a little bit higher because I think he'll see more touches. Um, but Brown is the guy that would get the the goal line carries, I believe. See, I think so,
3: Henderson's ceiling is the higher one too. I think mm-hmm. he's got the more big play potential. Uh, and if he gets yep. a hot hand for whatever the reason, if he's like, wow, he's breaking yeah. off six, seven yards a carry, then he's going to end up getting twelve mm-hmm. to fourteen touches and exactly. maybe gets an opportunity. Yeah. I,
2: mean, well, I mean, his floor and ceiling is higher, so yeah. we can just say he's the better play okay, because 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 Brown could easily end up with you know three carries for two yards in this game, so. The I other, guess we'll have to see.
3: The other running back to mention is Salvin Ahmed, who had a great game against the Patriots. However, it seems like Miles Gaskin is going to be returning soon off the COVID-19 list. We already had Matt Breida return this past week as well. I would be completely fine starting Ahmed if I knew Gaskin was not going to play. But the way the Dolphins have been handling the situation, I don't think we're going to find out till Saturday. Mm-hmm. So it's probably not worth uh, using like an immediate waiver wire pickup. You, you could get him, I think on Friday or Saturday when we have more mm-hmm. information.
2: Yeah, exactly. So Gaskin was placed on the COVID list on December 12th. Today we are recording. It is December 22nd. Uh, so it would be past, you know, that two week mark, but again, we, we just don't really know the details on this. They're being a little mum on that as, as most of these cases are. So, uh, could have a shot, you know, December twenty sixth against Raiders. That seems like a, you know, matchup. a solid matchup here. Um, but if he doesn't, uh, maybe Ahmed is worth you know clinging to a little bit just in case because you could roll him out again. Same same thing with Lynn Bowden. I mean, this team is just covered with injuries, right? And Bowden is getting action. What was that? I watched it on Red Zone where Bowden ran like twenty seconds to get like seven yards or something. It was <laughs> it was crazy. Some like reverse action and then he cut back up the other way. Um, you know, you can see why they're intrigued by him. But you know, a guy that we talked about last week, like Bowden, is really only viable. I think if both Parker and Jeseky stay out.
3: Yeah, I'm right there with you. So, uh, I mean, the quarterbacks and running backs, there was some value to them. Wide receiver, not so much. We're going to get to wide receiver right after the uh, word from our sponsors here, BetMGM. Sports bettors know that magic happens when you turn a hunch into action and apply the right amount of expertise. That's why BetMGM has teamed up with RotoWire to offer new BetMGM customers a free six-month RotoWire subscription when they place their first bet. Register on the BetMGM app or website and use promo code RO. T O. That's R O T O to claim your free subscription. Once you make your first sports wager, you will receive a season's length of RotoWire's unmatched sports insight. Find out why BetMGM is the king of sports book by signing up and placing your first bet today. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditioning. 21 years or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, New, uh, New Jersey, Nevada, Tennessee, and West Virginia only. Please make sure to gamble responsibly. And if you have a gambling problem, call one 4700 in Colorado, Nevada. Uh, 1 800 Gambler in New Jersey and West Virginia. If you're in Tennessee, call or text the red line at 1 800 889 9789. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants to help, uh, call 1 800 9 with it in Indiana. Promotional code not available in Nevada. So, running backs, great. Quarterbacks, great. Wide receivers, not so much. Uh, we had mentioned Lynn Bowden, Russell Gage, uh, Hamler, Chad Henson, another pretty good game, and MVS's options. Mm-hmm. And you know, we've kind of gotten to the point where some of these guys really don't work. Russell Gage was good enough, I think, with mm-hmm. Julio Jones out, but there just isn't a lot left in the waiver wire. The biggest news will probably be following what happens with the Chargers' wide receivers. Um, we had talked about on the podcast last week. Uh, I was saying Tyron Johnson is a viable candidate. Mm-hmm. I didn't believe Jalen Guyton was going to be. Guyton ended up having the most rece- uh, receiving yards, but that took a 53-yard reception in overtime to exactly. have it happen. Before, yeah. it was Tyron Johnson mm-hmm. that was doing Yeah, it
2: the other uh, the other factor is that Guyton was on the field for 53 snaps. That was a team high. 39 for Tyron Johnson, and Mike Williams only out there for 28 snaps. He's kind of playing through a back injury, so he's not at 100% either. Of course, Keenan Allen, 24 snaps. I mean— It's it's a long week. Do you think Keenan Allen has enough time to kind of get back to it?
3: My sense of it was that Mike Williams was the more injured of the two, so I was surprised that they are even doing Mm -hmm. this play at coy and safe with Keenan Allen stuff, especially when Austin Eckler returned. They gave him, like, 37 touches right away. Mm -hmm. It was was a really bizarre thing when they also were going to try to wait and see with Austin Eckler, but they did. They limited both Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. I think Allen should be better and the one good to go, but if Mike Williams is healthy – Guyton still plays. Guyton's out there regardless. He's had the season-high snaps. That's, that's mm-hmm. not a, a weird number to see him at 59. Uh, if Mike Williams is available, Tyron Johnson is not. But if Mike Williams is out or limited... Tyron Johnson once again becomes a viable starter I think this week given how much the Chargers have been passing and how great Justin Herbert has been this season.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no I can buy that. I mean, you know, you follow the Chargers a lot closer than me, but uh Tyron Johnson looks like the guy at least that they look to uh you know in the end zone and uh you know five targets, nothing to, nothing to joke about there. So I'm just hoping we get some Keenan Allen action. I got to got to play I think it's Mario in our Dynasty League championship Ooh, here, okay. so that's coming that's coming up and I've relied on Keenan Allen quite a bit this year. Been working out great. Good uh, job
3: to survive this past week. Cause I'm sure you played him. Everyone played mm-hmm. him just to get those 24 snaps. Yeah, I mean,
2: Stephon Diggs, Hunter Henry, Jonathan yeah. Taylor, Derek Henry kind of helped me through all <laughs> yeah, that. So.
3: Yeah, okay, fine. That's just rubbing it in.
2: Yeah, I know. I can't wait to reign for several years in that league. But The uh, uh, other wide receiver
3: to mention is Rashard Higgins. Uh, again, has kind of emerged. We had mentioned him earlier in the podcast when Odell Beckham went down with that season-ending injury. Mm-hmm. We hadn't seen it quite yet. Higgins because of the weather really was limiting Baker Mayfield and company from throwing the ball these past couple weeks now he's gotten more involved four catches for 76 yards in the win over the Giants has the Jets this past week has had at least six receptions uh in two of the last three games I think Higgins actually is a very very viable wide receiver three just about everywhere that might still be available on Yahoo Leagues
2: yeah Higgins is establishing himself but uh don't forget they got tight end Austin Hooper back this week too, so that's definitely another uh, another place for these passes to go a little bit. So uh, yeah, Higgins is there. Jarvis Landry is still the overall one. I think you need to get a game where they're going to throw quite a bit for that to pay off. So um, I'm a little bit skeptical on Higgins. Great matchup against the Jets this week. You know mm-hmm. they're they're 25th in terms of fantasy points allowed to opposing receivers in standard formats. So that alone makes it look pretty good for Higgins. But I I don't know. It, You know, Jets weather in late December, too. You know, we talked about weather being bad earlier. We don't have a forecast yet, but, you know, that could get – get ugly and play a factor. I mean, it's it's a run-first team where Landry's the top target and Hooper's coming back. So Higgins is really more of a desperation play than anything else for me. I, I wrote him on here because we, we just literally have no options. Yeah. I'd actually yeah. probably take Russell Gage over all these guys. because we, Provided he, Julio's he, out. Yeah, because I, I think we can assume Julio's out at this point. They don't, I, You know, we talk about incentive to rush him back. I, You know, maybe I could eat these words, but I'm not really counting on Julio suddenly getting rushed back this week.
3: No, the Falcons do dumb things just like the Cowboys do too, so I'm not... I'm not convinced that won't happen. You know, a smart team wouldn't, but maybe Julio Jones convinces Arthur Blank to say, "Yeah, make sure I'm out there so I can get some more stats and keep patting mm-hmm. my hall of I don't know. Like, yeah, you, I think you uh, can make narratives for this. The uh the
2: the phrase is intend to play before season's end. That's our last headline. So that could very well end up being, you know, week 17. Didn't end up playing. <laughs> you know, week 17 at Tampa Bay, you know, another matchup up there. Actually, a pretty tough mashup for all those guys. Kansas City's got the third-best defense against opposing wide receivers, which is surprising. I wouldn't have thought that. I would have thought, you know, play in with big leads and soft coverage and all that, that they, you know, they'd at least be middle of the pack. But Kansas City's a little bit better than expected. Obviously, you're not scared of Calvin Ridley, no matter what the situation is. But, uh, no, Gage becomes a little bit interesting if Jones is out.
3: I really think Higgins is actually going to be a good play, and it's only because Jarvis Landry can't catch everything. The Browns are going to throw... 25 to 30 times. I know that they are run-heavy, yeah. but there's just going to be plays involved. And on the flip side, the Browns' defense is pretty banged up, too, in the secondary. So I think the Jets can get some offense going and make the it's Browns. going to take
2: that momentum in there?
3: Well, no, they're going to lose still. But <laughs> I, I think there's going to be some scoring involved. It's not going to be, all right, here's Chubb and Kareem Hunt for three quarters. I, don't, I just don't think that's how it's going to work. I think Higgins actually makes complete sense in a full-point PPR, actually – Probably more in standard because of the yardage he gets as opposed to the reception. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Higgins and possibly Tyron Johnson, it's really limited a wide receiver. If you thought wide receiver is limited for free agent pickups, uh, don't look at tight ends, because right now it's still Logan Thomas, who's at 58% rostered. Mm-hmm. Dalton Schultz caught a touchdown. Cole Komet's kind of getting more involved. Austin Hooper is kind of yeah. the only other name.
2: Yeah, yeah. Austin Hooper's worth coming back because he returned from an absence here. Uh, you know, the second most targets on the team after Jarvis Landry had more t- targets than Higgins and caught five for 41. And a score, you know, the matchup here again. We'll see what the conditions are for, for throwing. I wouldn't worry about that too much, take that into account. But no, forty eight percent as far as a guy that fits our threshold, Hooper's probably your best bet if you're still streaming tight ends in your championship game. Or you're or you're like us in stake league and still fighting for stakes going for points.
3: Yeah. I'm sure everyone that's in the championship has Travis Kelsey, so it's kinda of like a moot point. But mm-hmm. uh yeah.
2: is, is it is it a Kelsey versus Waller championship across the board? Because
3: I, mean, it, it also, I think you're going to see that in a ton of Logan places. Thomas. Like I said, Logan Thomas has had a pretty yep. good game last yeah. week. But
2: for the most part, it is just those <laughs> two. Maybe he had Kittle for a while, then floundered around, then got Thomas or something along those lines. Well, I mean, Who knows?
3: Kittle was done in like week two. Yeah, so it's, it's tough. I think it is Kelsey and Waller and maybe Mark Andrews because he's had some bigger boom or bust games. Yeah, know. it's it's a tough thing.
2: Yeah, that's think. a tough one to swallow. But yeah, Austin Hooper's the guy. You know, we can run through the same guys we always have been through: Dalton Schultz, Cole Komet, Dan Arnold, uh, Higby's getting more involved lately. You know, he's a guy that you know we haven't talked about a ton, but I'm seeing his ownership definitely trend a lot upward. Um, yeah, you just kind of run down the list, use our defense versus position matchup. We I don't I can't feel strongly recommending anyone who's going to no. score on a given week. You know we don't we don't know that any better than you guys do.
3: Yeah, I'm right there with you. Tight end is kind of a wasteland has been for most of the season. So why mm-hmm. would it be any different in the fantasy?
2: Yeah, I, I'll just say one more thing that uh, against opposing tight ends in standard formats, the Jets are giving up 12.1 points per game, which is the most in the league by a margin of 1.7 points. So Pretty almost a yeah almost a full standard deviation there. So I'm definitely looking at Austin Hooper. You know, kind of running down this list. I mean. The Bears are bad against tight ends. you really want to go Austin or Tyler Eifert? The Bills are bad. I'm not quite sure you rolled Dalton Keene out in any situation. Jags are bad against tight end. I mean, Cole Komet, I didn't see the snap counts this week, but Cole Komet, when I did the inactives, I wrote that Komet had out-snapped Jimmy Graham for the last three weeks leading up to this week, so there's something there maybe. Um, Yeah, you're fishing at this point. I think Hooper's the first guy you look at, though. 64 snaps for Komet.
3: My best ball team is just happy and ecstatic, but he only got – Two catches for 12 yards. So, yeah, exactly. uh, One of those things. We'll move over to the defenses. Um, You know, last week was kind of hit or miss as well. You have the Texans against the Bengals, third string quarterback. I know Ryan Finley lit the Steelers up, but. Uh, maybe it was just a get up for that divisional game and you have a letdown against the Texans. I don't know. There's, there's definitely sack potential. We saw that this past Monday yeah. or yesterday, I
2: should say. Yeah, I agree with Jerry on our site in his streaming defenses article. Definitely got to go with the Texans here. Even Payne mentions them in the waiver wire column. I think that'll be the clear-cut consensus across the industry. Uh, I, I wrote on our outline, Lightning doesn't strike twice. You know, Ryan Finley's Ryan Finley. You right. know, it's not like Joe Burrow's magically ascending back or anything like that. Whoever they throw out there, whether it's Finley, Allen, what have you, um, it's not going to go as well as it did against the Steelers. I don't care who they play, it's not going to go that well. Teams aren't going to underestimate them or take it lightly or whatever happened with the Steelers. Who the heck knows? But uh, at only 17% roster, you can go ahead and get them. It's an aggressive pass rush. You hope for maybe a turnover or something mm-hmm. like that. And then, uh, and that's that. So, I mean, you're not really competing with a ton of people for defenses at this point in the year. No, so, no. you know, if, if that's the only spot you need on your roster, empty the rest of your fab because you can't take it with you.
3: Well, and I imagine most people have already picked up the Cleveland Browns defense because they are playing against the Giants and now play the Jets. So that's one of mm-hmm. two defenses that are already locked down for the most part uh, in many leagues. I could see Tampa Bay being a pretty solid start against the Lions, especially if Matthew Stafford ends up having, being another play. Chase Daniels kind of came in late during that contest. I think the the uh, Bucks defense, obviously horrible against the pass, but they can get turnovers and they can get sacks. And that's what we're looking for from a points perspective. Washington has been playing out of their mind recently too. The the Panthers offense has been kind of lackluster. I mean, really that, that Packers game, it was the defense that kept the Panthers around, not the offense. Mm -hmm. I could see Washington being a good option too. And the Cardinals against the Niners with the Niners, the way they've been turning the ball over recently with Nick Mullins. I I think that's a pretty good play too.
2: (laughs) Yeah. You mentioned Cleveland. You're kind of toast there. They're 73% rostered. I think people were looking ahead a little bit, um, yeah. Uh, I mean, if, if if Stafford played through his injuries this past week, there's nothing that I could see that would stop him from suiting up against Tampa Bay unless ownership comes in and says, hey, you know, like we don't want your internal organs yeah, to get crushed. Die. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's pretty much it. So, yeah, that's the only one that would make a case for Tampa Bay. But even then, they're at 51 percent. So, I mean, it's the Texans and then and then really
3: I think Washington I, I would be very straws. comfortable uh, playing Washington against the Panthers
2: yeah Washington's interesting because you know Chase Young is you know, coming around Pro Bowl. making big plays Pro Bowl yeah exactly you, you want to talk oh Jesus! when I hear the word Pro Bowls I automatically think Bobby T Pro Bowl snub it comes no, straight to my sad. mind you know not to change no. the subject too much but uh, that didn't
3: bother me the, the DeForest <laughs> Buckner instead of Clayus Campbell was the one that really pissed me off there's yeah. there's no way and not that even a Colts fan or even an AFC fan or yeah. whatever
2: that would maybe be that's better. next week's show Pro Bowl snubs lots but, of things but but historically historically our, our last waiver wire podcast of the season has been we either do like a little bit of time for waiver wire awards who is the best pickup at each yep. position this season um you know you can probably I can I'm thinking of that through my head or maybe we do a little first round mock we did that last year yeah, and that was fun both. yeah let's do both let's let's dive in next week because uh you know I guess we can talk about you know right at the beginning briefly if there are any pickups for those week 17 players but uh but yeah overall I think we'll have a we'll have a nice little wrap-up next week
3: yeah a, a shorter podcast today obviously because there are just a few limited options but at quarterback and running back if you need a fill-in you definitely uh, have some options available but you're right i think next week our final podcast of the season we'll go over the free agent pickups for a little bit we'll talk about some free agent ward pickups as well but the thing i'm most excited for is that first round mock which we'll do uh, and kind of break it down last year was a lot of fun it was a good exercise and i was surprised with how close it ended up mirroring uh, for the most part uh, when we kind of took back to the radio on on july when we were doing the podcast so Mm -hmm. it'll be fun uh i'm happy that we're able to do this together and we have one more to go jake one more podcast of the nfl season
2: yeah it's been it's been a, a long journey a couple process a couple months here it's always a pleasure to be doing waiver wires hopefully we help some people you know stay alive and get to those championship weeks this this week because that's what that's all about so we'll catch you guys next week
3: yeah best of luck in your championship